0: Welcome back to another edition of the Hawk Off the Press podcast. I'm your host, Gazette Hawkeyes reporter, John Seppi. I am excited to be joined today by Iowa defensive line coach, Kelvin Bell. Kelvin, thanks for joining me.
1: You're welcome, man.
0: No problem. So let's (coughs) start off with NIL. It's now been almost a year since we've been in this NIL era. What was your opinion July 1st, 2021, when that first became allowed? And how has that changed now that we've seen about 11 months or so of this play out? Well, uh,
1: when it passed, uh, honestly, I, I, I'm all for it. Um, name, image, likeness. I, I think that these student athletes um, des- deserve to have a right to earn money. Uh, based off their name, image, likeness. Really, um, my opinion didn't. My opinion changed, John, a lot sooner than um, uh, than when it than when, when the legislation passed in 2021. Uh, my opinion changed back in 2020 during COVID, um, because I, I was on the side of the fence where I'm like, well, college students, I mean, student athletes, they're getting a full scholarship to go to, you know, whatever university that's plenty of compensation. Um, you know, that's a, that's a great exchange for being able to play the game of football. Uh, but it wasn't until 2020, uh, when COVID hit and, um, you know, every day I'm going to get something stuck up my nose, um, for, um, you know, for testing, uh, coach Woods and I, uh, we love to ride our bikes after practice and we're riding our bikes around Iowa city. And there's like tumbleweeds, like rolling down Clinton street. And like, there's no one, there's no one on <laughs> campus. Um, and I'm wondering myself and I'm like, why are we here? Like, why, why, how come no one else is on this campus, but we're still here. Um, and I think about um, the last game of the season or the, the plus one game of the season, the big 10 want us play a plus one game. Um, And it was supposed to, we were supposed to play Michigan at the six o'clock central, seven o'clock Eastern time slot on ESPN. Um, And the big 10 championship game, mind you, was going to be played at noon and was going to be decided long before we played that game. So we're practicing and I'm thinking to myself and I'm, you know, we're practicing, I'm meeting with the guys. I'm thinking to myself, ultimately that game was canceled because Michigan didn't have enough players uh, because of, you know, protocols. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, Why, why are we here? Like, you know, uh, other than satisfying this six o'clock, seven o'clock time slot on ESPN, um, which is going to bring in a lot of money. um, Why are these young men here on campus? Um, All of their classes that the scholarship pays for have all moved online. So can we move the game online? No, the game's (laughs) got to be played. Um, So at that point in time, I realized I was like, wow, like I really started to pay attention to the dollars and cents of college football and, you know, say what you want. The players are the product. Okay. And I, and, and yes, having a, a scholarship and there's some kids who are walk-ons that play too now. So, but having a scholarship, that is, that is an incredible op. That's an incredible uh, um, um, opportunity. Um, I was a scholarship student athlete. I totally get it, but that pales in comparison Uh, to the jobs that have been created around campus, to the buildings that have been erected around campus because of that product on the field. Um, And we're not asking the schools to pay the players. That's not what we're asking them to do. That's not what NIL says. The the NIL is not saying, hey, university, you pay the player. What What NIL is saying is give that young man, give that young woman an opportunity to earn money from their name, image and likeness for being that player. And I think uh, I think it's wonderful. Um, and and that's the way things uh, they are currently. Um, I don't see it going away. I think the two paces out of the two. Um, I don't see it going away. And I think everybody uh, from coaches, um, you know, from coaches, uh, from university alumni uh, to you know fans of college football just need to come to grips with this is the way it is um, and, you know, make the best of it. Um, I think they got to make the best of it because it's, I don't think it's going away.
0: And then when you're out recruiting, how much does the NIL question come up? Oh, uh,
1: it, it doesn't come for me. It doesn't, I haven't experienced it as much as I thought I would, uh, but it's out there though. It's kind of like the elephant in the room. Um, whereas, you know, I've lost some players, some players that I've been on that I was on hot and heavy. And I thought, that i was going to get a chance to get these guys and all of a sudden it's gone cold um and i can't help but in the back of my back of my mind think that nil is the reason uh because that's the one conversation um in terms of competition uh competing with schools that is you you know i would think Iowa would be on par with a lot of the schools i'm talking about kids you know in terms of distance in terms of education in terms of graduation rate. In terms of uh, development of players for the NFL, like we have a lot of things to, we have a lot of things to be proud of, a lot of things to sell here. Uh, But the one thing that I can't confidently sell is NIO because I don't know enough about it. You know, I I don't, I don't, I don't know enough about it and I don't, um, um, there's nothing in place. There isn't anything in place as of right now for me to even point the kid in the right direction. So absolutely, um, it's a factor. um, And When you don't know about it, you don't talk about it. But when you're in sales, um, if you're not shooting all your bullets, you you know, someone else is. Someone else is. So you got to make sure that you, uh, you know, you want to be doing everything that everyone else is doing or else you're going to fall by. Period.
0: Are there recruits that you've been looking at that you think collectives from other schools have been trying to induce to come to their school? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Um, I can think back, um, even going back as far as, you know, the, the, with the high school kids that I've developed a relationship with from, you know, recruiting them from, you know, ninth grade, 10th grade, uh, those conversations haven't come up. But like, for instance, with the transfer portal, if you're not dealing with NIL, the transfer portal, you can, you can kiss the baby. Like you ain't getting that kid. I don't care. You ain't getting them. You know, you're not getting them because you know, those kids understand, you know, they may be transferring for one year, two year, you know, and, 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 and money talks. So if you're in the portal thinking that you're going to sell your graduation rate and you're going to sell that kid can stay at that school and still achieve what he wants to achieve. How else are you going to sweeten the pot?
0: Wow. That makes for an interesting (laughs) recruiting discussion then. Yeah. And then with that, It sounds like Iowa's working. Well, I should say Iowa supporters are working on a collective. How much would that help with that recruiting process?
1: I think it, I think it puts you back on par. Um, instead of instead of being behind, it, it puts you back on the level. Now, you know Iowa's collective. Uh, it, let's put it: if we get when once a collective gets started here, and you know people start to contribute, and our players start to um, you know whether it be through the collective or whether it be through, um, you know, outside corporations that want to sponsor our players, um, in, in whichever way, once, once we get those things in place and there's evidence, um, I think it's going to put things, put us back on par. And, 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 and what I mean by that is, you know, there's things that are still going to be true. Okay. Iowa has a, a collective Alabama has a collective. Okay. If Iowa's collective is gonna is is gonna generate and, and Iowa's collective is gonna uh, pay, uh, you know x plus x plus one thousand, whatever Alabama's collective is gonna play, that kid's still going to Alabama. Like you know it's, it's, you know <laughs> he's still going he's still gonna roll Tide. Uh, but uh, but but you know, on the flip side. You know, when teams that are are more like in your wheelhouse, the teams that we butt heads against in recruiting, um, if you don't have a collective and they do, then you're going to lose those kids. That's just one more thing that you don't have. So what it's going to do is it's going to put us back in the fight um, that we were fighting five years ago, you know, and not further behind it.
0: And then how tough is it to be kind of learning yourself as NIL changes seemingly by the week in this kind of infancy stage of it?
1: It, 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 is, it is tough. It's extremely tough uh, because the one thing uh, I think all coaches pride themselves on are being great teachers, uh, which means being a great communicator, uh, which means making something that sounds really complex sound really simple. Like that's the, those are the marks of a great teacher, a great, great communicator. If you don't know, then you can't communicate. You can't teach. Uh, So, yeah, it's extremely tough to have. And I try not to have conversations about things that I don't know a lot about because I don't want to be I don't want to misstep or or misspeak or or have to backtrack and say that. So so it it really takes a, 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 you know, it really hampers uh, your ability to communicate fully uh, with student athletes. um, If you can't talk about it knowledgeably. You want to be competent.
0: Now, do you see NIL maybe having an impact on early enrolling? Or do you think that's a separate kind of camp there? You
1: no, know, I, I think those two things are, I think those things are separate. Um, you know, uh, whether a kid, you know, if a kid hasn't, if he's negotiated an NIL deal, whether he comes to school in January or June, it's still going to be there. So, you know, it's really going to be up to that kid and whether or not, and that kid and that family, whether or not they want to forgo. the, those high school spring sports, uh, whether they want to forego that prom, uh, you know, to get, to get their college career started, you know, six months earlier than it would, but no, I don't think there's going to be any, you're not going to see, I don't think you'll see a direct correlation between, um, early enrollees and, and NIL. I don't think and, you'll
0: see that. And then if you were kind of college football czar and could change anything you'd like about NIL, is there something you'd change?
1: Um, that's a good question, John. Um, you know, <clears throat> people, people, people get upset about the tampering. You know, people get upset about the tampering. They get upset about the pay for play. They get upset about, well, you know, well, this school chose, this prospect chose this school because they're giving them so much, you know, getting so much NIL money. Uh, uh, John Wooden, one of the all-time greatest coaches, one of his quotes says is that, you know, young people need a model, not a critic, okay? Um, And I don't think we've done a good job from the standpoint of, um, you know, the NCAA, from the standpoint of college coaches, because, you know, those kids sit in those rooms every day and they watch us move around from job to job, um, you know, in the open market. Uh, You know, hey, where's coach? Oh, he's gone. He's gone to, you know, X, Y, Z. And his contract is very public and he's making more money at school X than he was making at school Z. So, um, you know, where's the model? You know, if, if we're supposed to be the model for the young people, I think they're only following what we do um, on a yearly basis. I mean, there's coaches that change polos. They change polos. They change pullovers every December. <laughs> so why can't the kid do it? Especially if the NCAA is going to if the NCAA is going to open up rules for for the for prospects to do that. They're just watching us do it, too. So. Um, You know, in terms of change, to go back to your question, one thing that would I change? I mean, yeah, I don't want people poaching players from other teams based off of dollars and cents. But like I said, that happens with
0: coaches every year. So, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) And then going back to your playing days, if NIL (laughs) was allowed, is there one company that you would really want to have an NIL deal with? Hmm.
1: Oh, man, that's a, that's another good question, John, that me personally. I mean, obviously, I, you know, I think about like food places you know, <laughs> where I can get some, you know, some free grub. But I uh, that was probably what 18 year old Kelvin was thinking about. Thirty um, <laughs> nine year old Kelvin's probably, you know, I would I would want a place where I could where I could where I can make an impact some place where I could have a platform uh, to be able to influence people um and what, whatever whatever that may be um i can't think of anything right now off the top of my head but um you know i i think about this right here let me think about this like what we're doing right now in terms of nil i'm doing this podcast, this is gonna be a podcast right for you yeah okay i work i coach college football at the university of iowa i'm not getting paid anything to do this with you right now no nothing okay and what was told to me is that this is a like this is a great opportunity to to, you know, get the brand of Iowa football out there to get fans excited. What's in it for me? <laughs> <That's> what, <laughs> Maybe I'll buy you a Big girl. Okay, okay. <laughs> we can, if you, can me, you can give me a Big girl. We can do that. But, you know, but, but I mean, I know it's great for the university and I know it's great for the fans. Um, and I know it's going to be great for you too, because I know, you know, part of your job is, you know, making sure that you get your clicks and that people are reading your stuff. And that's, but, but at the end of the day, What's in it for me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then switching gears from one hot topic in college sports to another hot topic in college sports with the transfer portal. Do you see this going away or is this something like NIL where it's here to stay?
1: Um, uh, no, I don't I don't see it going away. Um, I don't again, I go back to the the John Wooden quote of the model, not a critic. Um you know, and for whatever reason, some some things just don't work out. You know you know what I mean? Like in terms of um, <clears throat> whether it be uh, 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 marriage or whether it be, you know, now where you want to attend school or whether it be, you know, whatever you buy, you buy a new car, like some things just don't work out. And I think this is a great, and I, I think it's awesome to give kids an opportunity um, to, hey, this is not a good fit for me. I need out. I need that. And, and, you know, there was no transfer portal back when I played. And that was really hard. There was a lot of red tape to transfer to one school from the next. You had to sit out a year. There there, there was a lot of things that discouraged a young man from leaving that situation. Um, But you have to look at it too. Like that transfer portal works both ways. Okay. The kid may want hit. He may want out because it's not a good fit. Okay. But the, the, the football program may want that kid gone too. You know, and now this is a win win. If used properly, it's a win win because I'm giving you an opportunity to free yourself of your obligation of playing here and you can go find a better fit. And I think that after a year or two, maybe two years or three years, once once both sides have come to that, uh, have agreed to that, I think it could be something that's really beneficial for both sides. Okay, it's not working out for you here on both sides. Let us help you find someplace else to go. OK, but now when you take the transfer portal and you combine it with the current rules and regulations of NIL, it looks like free agency in the NFL. That's what that's what it looks like, which is more and more what um, outside of catching the ball, uh, outside of the clock stopping um, after every first down um, and having to catch the ball with both feet in bounds. Um, this is this game is looking more and more like the NFL every single day. Um, it's just hiding behind the shield of academia. Um, so I, 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 don't, I think the transfer portal is, is awesome because it, it it can relieve a lot of stress and a lot of pressure from both sides. Now, if you're getting your players poached for, through the transfer portal, okay, and, and NIL is a factor in that, um, then I think that your collective needs to do a better job. That collective can be, as much as that collective can be used for recruiting, it can also be used for retention.
0: Keep your guys around. I don't think people talk about much is (laughs) the retention aspect of that.
1: Absolutely. You have have a young man that's going to have an opportunity. He can come back to college, or maybe he's a sixth, seventh round draft pick, or free agent at best. Okay, (laughs) collective. How can we how can we retain this? I mean, what's what's you have now? You have to start winning. What's going to be better? Free agent contract, maybe USFL, or come back to school. Let's 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 think about that.
0: And then, for you as a coach, how do you approach every December or January the transfer portal as a possible means of addition and means of recruiting?
1: Well, I, I, I thought you were going to ask. I thought you were going to ask about how I approach it with my players. I, I'll address that one first because I think that's I think that's critical. Um, <clears throat> I send my players a text message. I mean that you get you can ask them. I'll send it out to the D line group chat. Hey, who's been approached? Um, who's been approached for NIL to leave Iowa? Let me know right now. You know, not so I can go bang on a drum and say how upset I am, but like, hey, now at least I have an opportunity to try to keep you if I want to keep you. I may let you I may help you go. Um, <laughs> you know, um, but I always ask those guys, you know, who's been contacted, who's been who who's been um you know, is anybody trying to get you to leave? And they all respond, nobody, coach, which must means we're not. We ain't got nobody nobody wants, which is fine because I love all my guys. <laughs> um, uh, but um, but from the standpoint of recruiting, um, I'm I'm not really not really into the portal that hot and heavy uh, because I'm, I'm a big believer in and especially kids that I recruited out of high school. Like if they've gone somewhere else and now they're in the portal. Yeah, you should have come to Iowa in the first place. I told you it wasn't going to work over there. Like, and now, now <laughs> I don't want it. Um, the other thing is, is I think you know, there's always the reason that there's always some reason that kids leaving. it, uh, and if, and it's based off of competition. Like this, there's no shade tree in Iowa City. This isn't a place for you to come and and, and cool off and and uh, uh, you know, kind of hide out and think things are going to be cool. <laughs> the sun is hot here too. Okay, <laughs> and the competition in our room is is is, is really good. So. It's got to be it's got to be a good fit. I mean, it's got to be a fit from a culture standpoint. That kid's got to come in and fit in our room seamlessly, Um, and you know there can't be a whole lot of maintenance with it. And and I also have to have a need. Um, But you know, I'm always in terms of the portal. I'd rather look look inward on our team first. Is there somebody here? He may be in another position room, okay. But is there somebody here? That can help fill the need that I have. I'm going to check that before I check the portal because, you know, the, that if he's in the building, that kid understands the culture. If he's in the building, um, you know that that transition would be seamless. I think of a guy like Joe Evans, like as a he was in the building. I don't have to go to the portal to find that guy. He's here. Um, but I'm also not interested in taking the bounce back from some FBS school. This is just me personally in my room. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in taking the bounce back from. You know, name, name a power five school. The, the, the third string D tackle at, you know, some other school, not interested. Okay, not interested. Uh, but, you know, if it's a good player from an FCS school, if it's a good player from a Mac school, oh, absolutely. That kid's got a chip on his shoulder. Absolutely, I'm all for it. And, and especially if he's – I'm not going to tamper, but if he's in the portal and he's coming from one of those and he's got that chip on his shoulder that he wants to play at the high – you know, at the, the big time, the power five level, I'm all about that kid. OK, but that kid that can't get any playing time at, you know, at directional, whatever, that kid that can't get any <laughs> playing time, that kid that can't touch the field at another power five school. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested.
0: It seems like with the numbers <laughs> of how many people are in the transfer portal, it could be almost a game of musical chairs. Do you see that playing out? Um, the, well, really, the the musical
1: chairs, the musical chairs. You take the portal, take high school kids, take junior college kids. Now you're talking the whole set of musical chairs. I mean, there are, there are some staffs around the country that are allocating scholarships for the portal. Okay, um, you know, I, we, we don't do that. Uh, and I'm not saying right, wrong. I'm not saying what's right or what's wrong, but we don't do that. Um, and, and, and I would hate and for a program that's based on in development like ours, Um, I would have a hard time. It would have to be a unique situation where I would take a portal kid over a high school kid with all things being equal. I'm going to have more time with that high school kid. I'm going to be able to, I'm not going to have to break those bad habits. I'm going to have a, I'm going to have longer time to break those bad habits. um, You know, for my high school kid over a portal kid. So um, yeah. I I mean, things can get a little hairy for the high school kid too. If you know, in this when now, um, this win now environment that we're in, in college, for instance, I'll give you a great story. I had a coach, I was up in Michigan and, and for uh, college days and I had a coach asked me, he said, what's going on at Iowa? How can you guys, why do you guys develop so well? Why do you guys, um, how can you take a Tyler Linderbaum as a defensive tackle and have the, for, the enough uh, foresight, to say he's going to be a first round center and then move him over and, and, and play him there. And he plays well. And I said, we have time and that is critical in terms of college football. There's not a lot of institutions. There's not a lot of places that have time. So that's why it's maybe beneficial for them to use the portal to get that one year or two year plug guy so that they can, you know, get the results that they want. We don't need to do that here. At the, and and that, that's, a, that's a testament to Coach Ferentz. That's a testament to our athletic uh, department and, and administration that we have the time uh, to develop that guy. So, you know, the high school transfer, um, the, the, the transfer portal guy isn't as attractive to me as the high school guy, because I know that I'm going to have time to develop that guy. Now, if I knew if I knew I didn't have time and I knew I needed to win right now. Oh, yeah, I'm in the portal. I'm going to get a guy that I'm going to that's played college football, the guy that's done this. And I'm not just going to be in it. I'm going to live in that thing because that's that's what I have to do to, to compete. But we don't have to do that.
0: And then, you know, for maybe it's not as big of a deal considering you're more insulated from the transfer portal. But going back to if you were the college football czar, anything you'd change about the transfer portal? Oh, then no, that's a
1: good. I, I think the um I think the the deadline. I think it was May first this year. I think it needs to be um uh, it needs to be m- m- more more publicized so that people know. Um. So I, I think I think you need to give. You, you know I'm all with kids leaving. I mean all with kids being eligible to play right now. Um, but I think the deadline needs to be more publicized. Um, and I also think, you know, just in terms of the transfer portal, it should, um, I'm trying to think of any, cause I I think it's a, a great idea. I think, uh, you know, a kid should be able to transfer, you know, once a kid, this isn't a, a change, but once a kid's a graduate, he should be able to do what he wants to do. You know, the, the deadline shouldn't matter from a portal standpoint. And I think all those things are already in place, which is good. But, um, you know, I hope you can get out of this. I'm a fan of the portal. I'm a fan of NIL. Um, and I can't see a couple of, I can't even think of a real tweak from a portal wise that I would change because I think it's just, um, I think it's good. I think, I think it, it it's a way to alleviate pressure on both sides, alleviate pressure from the roster and alleviate pressure from the kid.
0: And then you're just coming off now, the end of kind of a busy recruiting period. <laughs> What goes into this April May period of evaluation from a coach standpoint? Oh,
1: this, is a, this is a great this is a great question and, and I don't think a lot of people understand what we do during this time period how it works. Um, from April 15th to May 31st is the evaluation period of college football um, and they give us 168 evaluations to use during that period April 15th to May 31st. Uh, uh, An evaluation is every time a coach leaves campus, that counts as an evaluation. So you can leave campus and you can see, you can visit eight schools. It's only one evaluation. Okay. In the spring, the, the head coach cannot recruit. Okay. He cannot go off campus to recruit. He can field phone calls. He can have Zoom calls. He can do FaceTime with recruits, but he can't leave. Um, let's, for example, use coach Franz for example, he can't leave Iowa city to go recruit kids in the spring. That's illegal. So, um, so you're looking at 10 coaches that are out at a time recruiting. So, um, and, and you can start as soon as you want, or as late as you want. We're one of the schools that start later. We didn't start our evaluation period until, uh, April 25th. Um, and it started April 15th. We went through spring ball and then we, and then we started our evaluation period. Um, so every time a coach goes out, I said, that's one. So on that Monday, April 25th, 10 coaches go out. That's 10 evaluations. By the end of the week, the end of the work week, by Friday, you've used, if all 10 coaches have been out on the road, you, you have used 50 of your 168 evaluations. You can see you have the opportunity to uh, evaluate each prospect twice, but no more than once a week. Um, So if a coach has showed up at your school twice during the evaluation period, that's a big deal. Okay, if a coach hasn't showed up not one time during the evaluation period, that's also a big deal, Uh, because that probably means that coach isn't interested in you. Uh, planes, trains, automobiles. It doesn't matter. We're going to get we're going to go see the kids that we need to go see. Uh, We're going to stop by there. We're going to visit with them, whether it be a prospect kid, whether it be an area kid. Um, and if a coach has showed up to your school twice, that is a, that's a big deal. That means they have, there's some serious legitimate interest there because their time is short, but if they haven't shown up to see you in school, uh, you know, that absence, that silence should be deafening for that prospect that, okay, uh, maybe that school ain't at, um, but you know, with 168 evaluations, we, 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 we go through it. We cross-check each other. Uh, You know, my my area is Indiana um, and the west side of Michigan. And then I recruit defensive line on a national level. So um, I'll be traveling all over, trying to hit my area, trying to hit my positions. Um, And I try I got to move as efficiently as I can. The last week that I was out in the road, um, you know, Coach O'Keefe retired. So now I'm out in Connecticut. Uh, Connecticut has college days. So I did Hartford, Connecticut. I did seven prep schools on Monday. Okay. I take a flight to Detroit. Okay. Detroit is not my area. Okay. But I'm there seeing kids that play the position. Okay. So I do Detroit on Tuesday, Wednesday morning, I fly to Cincinnati. Cincinnati is not my area, but I'm there doing position recruiting. So I do Cincinnati on Wednesday. I drive to Indianapolis. Indianapolis is my area. So I'm there doing area and position recruiting Thursday night. I fly from Indianapolis to Kansas city. Kansas city is not my area. It's I'm there doing position recruiting. So I do Kansas city, see the guys I need to see there, evaluate those guys. And then I drive to St. Louis for a track meet of on Saturday morning. So, you know, those six days, those are six evaluation days that I I'll use six days, but I was able to see, you know, over 30 prospects, 30 or 40 prospects because of, uh, you know, between area and position. And that's, that's just one week for me. And imagine that for every coach on staff, Um, And I can't say enough about the high school coaches, what they've done during that time, because the high school coaches are unbelievable at providing the access, providing the background information on these kids, because, you know, they want the NCAA wants us to recruit them, but they make it hard for us to do it because we don't get a chance to really. You don't really get a chance to know them during these periods because the one the window is so short and you're limited in what you can do and talk about during those times. So it's, it's a challenge.
0: And then anything that would be helpful for somebody listening to this, whether they are a coach, whether they're a trainer, whether they're a recruiter, a parent, or just a fan, that'd be helpful for them to know about this evaluation period.
1: Well, I I just think the evaluation period is what it is. Uh, You're not supposed to have recruiting conversations. I know they go on. Those are called bumps, but it's not not what you're supposed to do. There's rules to it for the coach too. Uh, Like, for instance, I can't – Um, You know, I talk to kids. They say, hey, coach, um, hey, I'm working out after school and I'm working out at this training facility. Hey, guess what, Johnny? I can't go. Okay, The the NCAA states that from my evaluations, I can see you at I can see you at high school sanctioned events. Okay, and I can see you work out on your high school campus. Okay, I can't see you work out at the gym across town. Um, that's that, that, that's a violation um so in terms of access if you want to be evaluated by me you're going to have to meet me halfway on and, uh, on helping me follow those rules and that's high school coaches that's trainers that's parents that's all that's all to be understood like we can't visit kids off campus uh not during that evaluation period there's another period for that called the contact period we'll get there in december where you can see kids off campus um you know but we're not in that period right now uh, so I just think that just understanding the rules, what I can and what I can't do um, will make my job a lot easier. And also, uh, you know, I talk to kids all the time about recruiting being about um, elimination. It's not about addition. Uh, the evaluation period is a great time to eliminate both from the prospect standpoint and the school standpoint. If I'm in the school and I've pulled your transcripts and I'm looking at it, and I'm trying to compare your transcript here in uh, Detroit. Versus the transcript in Kansas City, it's really easy for me just based off the paper to say, we're not going to do that. We're going to go this way. Um, from the standpoint of the prospect, if you if if school X is your dream school and, you know, school X is in your city, but they haven't stopped by your school to see you, then you need to give up on that dream school. OK, because they're, they're not interested. If they were, they'd stop by and evaluate. you. Um, I just think there's so much that can be learned during this period uh, that, y- you know, you don't see this stuff on Twitter. We don't get to tweet about this stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't get to tweet about, they don't have this stuff on Twitter. This is, this is a real spill from me. Mm-hmm. Um, so just make sure that guys understand uh, what the period's about. What's the, the best thing to do is to be at your high school on the day. Oh yeah. If I show up to a school and you ain't there, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> hey, it's about elimination. It's not about addition. You know, there's, there's so many there's so many guys that are out there that it's just like, you know, it's 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 hard. To, you don't want to hang on to one thing for two. And when the talent and when the talent and everything's equal, everything the kid does, everything that happens in the school, everything you experience, it all matters. Um, and I'm looking for any reason, any reasons to kind of focus, hyper focus
0: on the guys that I really want. And then we're going into camp season. Why is that so important for prospects? Oh, that's a good question.
1: I think it's um, one. You know, in our camp, that every state has different rules. Um, and like in the South, I'm from Mississippi. Um, you know, the Southern states have spring football. When I go down there to watch a prospect, I'm not. You know, I'm not trying to bump them. I'm not trying to to you know you know see the high school coach in between science class and lunch. I'm not trying to do any of that stuff. I can show up and I can watch that kid practice football with helmet and shoulder pads in a controlled environment. That is huge from an evaluation standpoint. They don't have spring football in the Midwest, okay? And I know there's reasons why they don't and they, they've got their reasons. Um, I'm not trying to advocate for it here. I'm not saying they should have it, but they don't have it here. Um, and in the Midwest, usually the high school coach does a lot of other things than just coach football. He's got a science class to teach or a health class to teach. So the access Um, you know, and the opportunities to evaluate and see what you need to see are limited um, in certain states because of, you know, how the high schools associations, how they organize things. So when I ask you to come to camp, now I'm trying to get that same evaluate. I'm not asking the kid from Mississippi to come to camp. If I want to watch him play football, I'll go down there. i go down there on a, on a Thursday in May and I can watch him play. I'm not asking the kid from Florida to come to camp. If I want to watch him and, you know, see how he responds in a football environment, I can go down there on a Tuesday and watch that kid practice. Okay. But if you're in the Midwest, if I ask you to come to camp, that's, that's because I want to see more. I need to see more. And I didn't have an opportunity to see it, unlike the kid in Florida that I did see. Um, and a lot of times kids, you tell them to come to camp, you know, they get the stank face, look like they smell the fart. They don't like, that, like, want me to come. Yes, because I need to see more. I need to see, um, I need to see you do more. I, 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 I want to experience that. It's not a knock on you. It's just the situation that we're in based off of what you can and can't do, um, you know, at at your school. So um, you know, I think that the the camp part and as kids. You know, it's it's easier to get young kids. The young kids are eager, or they're eager. And I think older kids with no offers um, are eager to come to camp. And I think it's great. I think our camp. I'm not too our own horn here. I'm a, I'm a very I, I call it how it is. I think our camp is awesome from the standpoint of our numbers. You know, it's not a meat market. It's not 300 and some kids running around, running 40s and vertical jumping. Our camp. Our numbers are capped, and there's teaching, and the camp is taught by our coaches. Um, so as much as it is an evaluation camp, it's an instructional camp. And I hope the kids leave, uh, with something better with leave learning something that they didn't know before they got here. Um, but when I ask a kid to come to camp, that, that is not something they should turn their nose up or feel jilted. Like it's, I want to get a closer look. Um, and if you're interested in Iowa and you're interested in being coached by myself or the rest of our coaches, you'll, you, you will jump at that opportunity. Um, I'll say this, going back to that evaluation period, if a coach hasn't been to your, like in those 168 evaluations, if a coach hasn't been to your school, Hey, Johnny, if the coach hasn't been to your school during those 168 evaluations, don't take mom and dad's money and go to that camp because he could have, he could have come by the school. He could have come by the school and, and showed some type of interest, but he didn't do it. And here you are spending mom and dad's money to go to the camp. That doesn't, that don't make a lot of sense to me. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So, um, but I, going back to your question, those camps, um, you know, especially for kids in the Midwest that we don't get a real football evaluation on outside of their tape, they're, they're critical for us. And if you look at our roster, our roster is comprised of Midwest kids that didn't get an opportunity to do, to do spring football. And a lot of those kids that are on our roster, they, they came to our football camp and solidified their spot on the roster. So I just think it's, again, it's another way for elimination for us, too. If I ask the kid to come to camp, if his being on the roster is critical, if it's contingent upon coming to camp and they don't come to camp, it's about elimination, not addition.
0: Can get that Sharpie back out. Yeah. Then a couple of football questions before I let you go um during spring Lucas Van Ness moving from inside to outside looking back how has that gone you,
1: you know I, I've, a lot of people make a big deal have made a big deal out of it um and and I haven't um I haven't and from this standpoint um people know how I feel about the defensive line I, I do like to look at them and I don't want I don't want this to come off as negative I really don't the people take stuff and run with it but like it, like four tires on a car man like you know i don't know if it's the i don't know if it's the rear driver's side tire or if it's the front t- i don't know and i don't care i just need four you know and and i want them all you know i, I want them all to be able to 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 do the same thing and yes yeah, some of them look different and you know things of that nature but in in my perfect world i got four tires in the car and i can rotate them in and out wherever they want so him, He got 15 practices um, on outside playing defensive end because we had a need. I mean, obviously, Van Valkenberg graduates. Uh, Joe Evans missed this entire spring with um, uh, uh, he had a, a surgery. He'll be back in, in June, no problem, but he didn't practice this spring. Um, so I put him out there just based because I, this is going to give me an opportunity, one, to give him a look out there. Uh, two, it's also going to give me an, up- an opportunity to get a Jeremiah Pittman some reps on the inside, to get a uh, 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 Logan Lee and YA Black more reps on the inside because that's one less body that they're competing for reps for. Um, so, I mean, he's out there, uh, you know, Deontay Craig is out there. And again, that benefited from Joe Evans being out, but don't be surprised to see Deontay Craig taking reps, taking reps inside. Again, it's all about four tires. And I want to get to the point You know, during the season, where you know, and injuries happen, and a lot of things go happen. But I don't want to be panicking, looking for, you know, that 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 right driver side tire that needs to be there, or else it can't play, or you can't drive. Like I want to be able to have my guys be flexible, be interchangeable, and and that's critical. I hope that answers. Lucas did a he did a he did a really good job out there, but Mm. you know, I hope the world doesn't turn upside down on its axis. If when we play South Dakota state, he's right back inside. Cause that very well could happen.
0: All right. <laughs> and then one thing I was hearing a lot at the NFL combine from your past opponents was how, you know, what you're going to get when you're playing Iowa. Obviously that's worked out well, considering one of the people <laughs> who said it was Brock Purdy who lost to you every time. So how has that some maybe simple as oversimplifying it but that more straightforward you know what you're gonna get approach resulted in so much success for the Iowa defense um I think it it helps it helps
1: on a lot of different um a lot of different levels I think one it helps in our teaching um when we all have a teaching process when we're teaching these like when when our guys show up here when our freshmen show up here uh June 12th and they start on June 13th we have a process of teaching Um, where we start to where we're going, which I think is critical um, to helping these young men build uh, not only a a fundamental base in terms of how to do what we're asking to do, but also an X and O base, knowledge base, um, you you know, an X and O knowledge base, that teaching, that being so consistent um, and the verbiage not changing, I think helps us with our teaching. Two, um, it gives us answers. Um, because, you know, you're going to see a number of different things from different offenses throughout the year. Uh, but when you're simple, okay, when you're, when you're simple or when you're very knowledgeable about what it is you're trying to do, you have adjustments for everything, okay? Now, those adjustments are just, are just adjustments. It's still about the Jimmys and Joes. Don't get me wrong. You get, they're going to have good players, and you got to have good players, too, to make those adjustments. But from the, but from, from the schematics, uh, because we've been so consistent, uh, because it's been the same for so long, we know those answers and the things that we need to do. Uh, and so then it really gets down to execution. Um, and it's going to get down to the, the players as well. We want them to be extensions of us on the field. So those players that can make those adjustments before we come to, before they have to come over to the sideline, like those are the guys that are going to be playing. Like those are the guys that are going to be at the front of the line. Um, And I think the only way that you can get those players to that point is it's going back to the teaching, having that teaching progression and making sure that they understand inside and out, not only what their job is, but what everybody else's job is. And ultimately, the big picture, the big picture that we're trying to achieve as a defense. Um, And I think you can't do that if you're always changing things around. You can't do that if every if every week the rule is different. I think you're going to have a hard time and you're going to get beat just off of communication. Um, if we're going to beat us, we want someone to beat us physically beat us because you know, you, you got better mummies and daddies than our guys like beat us for that. Don't beat us because from a schematic thing that, you know, we don't have the right guys on the field to make those types of adjustments and us being so consistent for so long. Um, You know, I think our guys really buy into it. And that's really why you see a lot of our best guys. They play their best football for us in year three and four because, you know, they've gone through fall camp. They've gone through bowl prep. They've gone through spring ball of that same defense. So it becomes old hat form. We're trying to figure out ways to challenge them in year three and four, you know, new ways to trip them up. And, you know, I think those, uh, you know, that also leads, leads to our success.
0: Well, thank you. I really appreciate this. This is great. Maybe a second or third Big Grove will be heading your way. That's what, hey, uh, look,
1: <laughs> you want to get back on the NIL thing? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I had a talk with a guy. I was like, you know, there's, I, yeah, I coach here. And maybe it's in my contract to do these things. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't really read it. Uh, but <laughs> all, all, all I know is that if I don't do this, I'm still going to be able to coach football here. Okay. So I get back to the question. What's in it for me?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And thanks again to our listeners for tuning into another episode of the Hawk off the press podcast. I'll be back with another edition next week. Until then, we will talk Hawks later.